Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about the sluggard from Proverbs. Welcome back. We are excited to have you here. Uh, Dylan, we are today going to be talking about the sluggard. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I think I might go take a nap. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's always funny to, I guess, phrase it as the sluggard. Yeah. Um, or even when you read that throughout Proverbs, because it is in Proverbs a whole lot. Um, yes. You know, it's talking about a lot of different like places. the sluggard does this. Don't be, don't be like the sluggard. Um, and even just that word sluggard is, is funny. <laughs> like it's it, a funny, um, it reminds me, it reminds me of a couple things. One, it reminds me of a slug. Yeah. And slugs are very slow and yeah, slimy and gross. But anyway, and then it just reminds me of someone like a guy. I don't know if you've seen those pictures on on Facebook or anywhere of a guy with a backwards hoodie, and in the hoodie he's got like a thing of Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just like like reaching, basically just tilting his head down to so he doesn't yeah, have to, to move get his the arm. Popcorn or whatever, the popcorn, yeah. the, whatever it is, yeah. and it's like, and that is the laziest thing. And what's interesting to me, and and I don't know if we'll talk about this as we go, but I find that humans, people will work really, really hard in order to be lazy. Hmm. So like if they're looking to be lazy for something, if they're looking to for the most efficient way to watch TV or the most efficient way to sit sit down or the most efficient way to take a nap, man, they will go to extreme lengths Yeah. so that they never have to do that again. Yeah. It's almost like there's more time and effort put in to finding out a lazy way to do something Yes. Uh, than there would be doing – To just do it. To just – yeah. Yeah, just Nike, right? So, <laughs> so a sluggard. As, as we as we talk about this, we I do want to make a very clear distinction. God rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. Jesus took naps. Yeah, Jesus rested. We are to rest. This yeah. is this is not an indictment on resting and taking time for ourselves, right? Like the idea that I can't go take a nap. I I, I said it as a joke because we're talking about the sluggard, but like taking a nap is something that we certainly can do. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But a, a sluggard is someone who is habitually lazy. Yeah. Someone who is consistently lazy, right? It's, it's yeah. not, it's not someone who is sluggish one day. It is someone who is a sluggard. They are consistently so. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's an important distinction because when we talk about it, I think oftentimes we, we kind of say, well, you, like, you can't be lazy at all ever. And it's like, well, no, there's definitely times where you can rest. Yeah. And you can recuperate and you can regenerate. And in fact, you should do you it if you're not doing that if you're not resting if you're not taking time for yourself at least in part part of me thinks that you're you're kind of sinning <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're not taking time for you to to take so care of the body God I, gave I do you. think there's a difference between um between resting and yeah. uh recuperating yeah. uh versus being lazy um, yeah. because when when there's something that that needs to be done and you're choosing not to do it. That's what being lazy is. Yeah. When you are resting, that's when there's nothing that needs to be done. So I'm going to take the opportunity to rest. Yeah. Right. Um, God didn't rest on day three or four. Yeah. He rested on day seven when everything was created. Yeah. Right. He didn't, um, he didn't put off what needed to be done in order to yeah. rest. Right. 
Um, we see the same thing happen with Jesus is, uh, he took time to rest. He took time to himself, um, when he had the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Um, I do, I do I think, think that's an important distinction. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, when I think about this, I think of things around the house that need to be done, right? Yeah. Well, there are some things that don't need to be done immediately. Yeah. But there are some things that do, yeah. right? Like if you, Absolutely. if you were just baking or whatever and you had sugar on the counter, <laughs> well, if you leave that sugar out, and, and I unfortunately know this from experience, if you leave that sugar out or you leave whatever it is out, dude, you're going to have ants. Foreshadowing. Not only a little bit of foreshadowing the next day, <laughs> but also for the next like year. Like you're yeah. just, you're not going to get rid of them. Yeah. And they're going to build their ant hills in your walls. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we have to, we do have to do the things that need to be done, but yeah. there, there are some things that, okay, I've, I've done a lot today. I've done a lot this week. There are still some things that, that, that need to get done, but they can, they can wait. Mm-hmm. It's not being lazy to not do them right now. I'm going to get them done. I'm going to do them tomorrow, yeah. right? Or I'm going to do them in an hour. I'm going to do it in two hours, whatever the case may be. But it's okay to take some time to rest. But like we've been talking about, we're not talking about the person who's resting, right? We're not talking about the person. We're talking about the person who is who is habitually lazy, who is constantly putting things off. Um, you know, I, I, I heard a, or I've seen a meme or whatever it is, and it says, wives, Please stop nagging at your husbands when they tell you they'll get something done. <laughs> it's only been six months. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's that idea of <laughs> It's only been six months. Yeah. It's that idea of we we can't continue to put things off. We we do need to do stuff. And so Proverbs thirteen four says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, hmm. while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And so you know, we, we had someone on, I think it was Chris McCurley, um, uh, over a year ago now, it seems like. Yeah. But but he, he made the statement, you know, we're as close to God right now as we want to be. Mm-hmm. Well, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets... Well, if you say, I want to be closer to God, but you're not willing to put in the effort, you're not willing to put in the time, you're not willing yeah. to study, you're not willing to do any of that, go, you can come to, come to worship. How bad do you want it? You know, you're, yeah. you're going to get nothing. Yeah. But if you are diligent in your studies... And in coming and, and fellowshipping and, and not forsaking the assembly, but you're here, well, then you're going to be richly supplied. And so I think there's something there with the idea of, of doing, right, yeah. is there's action. It's in a matter that. of being diligent versus being sluggish. Yep. Um, being uh, seeking versus being passive, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. 100%. So I've got one more uh, before – well, I've got two more, but <laughs> – <laughs> the last one we're going to say for a little bit. So if you would turn, turn over to Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs 24. If you if you, if you guys that are listening hear me uh, sniffle a little bit, it's because allergies right now are just you. So Proverbs 24, verse 30 is where we're going to start. It says, I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a, of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw it and considered it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. And as we said at the very beginning of this, there's nothing wrong with rest. There's nothing wrong with sleeping. There's nothing wrong with that. 
what we're talking about here is not a little sleep. We're not talking about a little slumber. We're not talking about a little rest. We're talking about someone who has allowed his farm, who has allowed his vineyard, who has allowed his field to become so overgrown that, man, it just... It gets irreparable almost. The stone wall is broken down. You've got thorns and you've got nettles. Man, I, I can imagine something like that in my eyes. That's that's not a place I would ever purchase for myself. Like that's not a place I would want to go and work. Yeah. Just the amount of work to get that field and to get that vineyard to be serviceable again would be just insurmountable almost. Mm-hmm. All because someone wasn't willing to pull the weeds out when they first sprung up. They weren't willing to repair the first brick that broke from the wall. They weren't willing to do the things that needed to be done. They just let it build and build and build. And eventually it builds to the point where it's like, well, it's too much. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's really a matter of, of taking care of, of what you have, yeah. uh, taking care of what you've been given. Um this man, he has his vineyard and, and he is just simply refusing to, to take care of it, to tend to it, um, yeah. to, to keep up with it. Um, and that's really where I kind of wanted to go, uh, where, where my thoughts took me, um, as far as it goes with the sluggard, you know, it's, it's what are you doing with what you've been given? Are you being lazy with it? Are you, are you putting off the things that you've been blessed with? Um, yeah. or are you, actively working it are you actively you know trying to take care of it are you you trying to sharpen your skills are you trying to um to do more and to to make more with what you've been given yeah anyways i'm saying all of this and people who are in the word a whole bunch probably know where i'm going it's the parable of the talents you know matthew chapter 25 um I'll kind of just recap this whole thing because it's a long read, but it's Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. And basically what happens is um, this master goes off and uh, he leaves with his servants uh, different amounts of, of talents. Now, talent is a, a weight of money. It's not yeah. like he's leaving skills with them. He, and it's, it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, it's a whole lot of money. Yeah, uh, to one talent, or not to one talent, to one servant, he gives five talents. To another servant, he gives two talents. And to a third servant, he gives just one talent. And it's a whole lot of money when you look yeah. at it. Like We he, say just one talent, but we're talking about like thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Depends on, on who you ask and, um, yeah. which historical scholar is the one commenting on it. Yeah. Um, but even the one that had one talent, yeah. he's making thousands upon thousands of, of dollars in that one moment. The one who had five talents, I mean, he's a multimillionaire. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, anyways, um, the master leaves this, these different amounts of money with each of the servants. When he comes back, the one who had five talents given to him said, look, I've made five more. Here are your 10 talents. And, and the master was like, awesome, great job. The one who had two talents given to him said, Hey, look, I've made two more response. Awesome. Good job. Um, this is all Dylan paraphrase, not yeah. exactly yeah. what it says in well, scripture. Well done. Um, <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Um, and then the one that had one talent given to him, uh, when his master returned, he said, I buried it. Yeah. I, he, knew, I knew you were a harsh man. Yeah. He said, here's the one talent that, um, that you gave me. I'm returning it here to you. Um, 
And the the thing that he said to his master is is almost like attitude. You can read the attitude that the servant has given his master. Yeah. Um, but he says in verse twenty four, um, uh, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. In other words, it's like a. I know you don't do everything by the book all the time. It's like, it's okay yeah. that, that I didn't do everything by the book. Um, and he said, I still gave back what you gave to me in the first place. Here, you have what is yours. Yeah. Um, but we see the response in verse 26. The master says, you wicked and slothful servant. Or yeah. uh, you lazy you servant. Sluggard. Yeah, you sluggard. Um, also, when, when you really start to look at the language there, it's almost like he's saying, you evil servant um that's the the word wicked you you evil and lazy sluggard um and that's the response i was given for just simply saying i didn't do anything with what was given to me yeah it's not that i threw it away i didn't get rid of it i didn't uh try to to destroy what was given to me i just simply didn't do anything and the response is you evil sluggard why are you not doing something with what you've been given? Well, and, and even more so than that, the the master says, like, I'm going to use your own words to condemn you. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. You were aware that I sowed where yeah. I didn't, or I reap where I didn't sow, right? And I gathered where I didn't scatter seed. And you still chose to go and hide it and put it in the ground. Yeah. And so to me, that's... You know, if 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 this servant, and I don't know how the parable would have been if it was this way, but... But if this servant has no idea, if the, if somebody just comes up and says, "Here, here's a talent," right? Go and you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. No, in, no inclination that this guy's going to come back. No idea. Well, that's a that's a completely different story. This was a servant who knew his master, who knew what was required of him, who knew what was expected of him. Yep. And in the same way, we as people, we man, we know what is expected of us. We know what we're supposed to do. Well, I mean, we just talked last week about righteousness. Yeah, and and what we're called to do as Christians. We're, we're yeah. called to to seek righteousness. We're made righteous by Christ, but we're called to pursue it, to yeah. chase after it, uh, to make it our, our goal every day. We know what's expected of us. Yeah. And and if we don't do that, if we know what's expected and we don't do it, mm-hmm. that's a problem. In yeah. fact, not only is it a problem, it's sinful, right? Who He who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for well, him, it is, it is sin. sin. Yeah. And uh, so... Well, I mean, the, the evil sluggard. <laughs> yes, right? So, so in, in the last proverb I talked about, Proverbs 24, there was one word in there and it said consider. Yeah. Well, in Proverbs chapter six, verse six through eight, you know, I, I just did a sermon on this and, um, I, I really enjoyed studying over that and going over that. But in Proverbs six, uh, chapter six, starting in verse six, it says, go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. And one of the things that I, I tried to, do during that sermon, and I, and I hope I was successful. But one of the things I tried to do was to was to cause people to dr- genuinely consider, and what that means to think, to ponder, to, uh, to 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 play out in your head, right? To to really stop what you're doing and think about, and in this case specifically, the ant. Mm-hmm. Well, a sluggard is someone who doesn't do the things that they're supposed to do. What does an ant do? Dude, an ant works. Mm-hmm. All the time. They know what they're supposed to do and they go out and they do it. There are three yeah. different types of ants. They all have their jobs. They all perform their jobs. 
the colonies that they have flourish. Yeah. If we as Christians don't consider what we are supposed to do, if we don't take the time to be righteous, we don't take the time to study God's word, take time to talk about God's word, we don't do any of that. If we don't take the time to to take care of orphans and widows, you know, as yes. James says, it's pure and unfiled religion. Correct. If if we don't take the time to consider what we are supposed to do as Christians, mm-hmm. well, then we're not going to know what to do. And ultimately, that's on us. Yeah. Because we do know that we should be in the Word, and we do know that we should be reading, and we do know that we should be learning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that idea of, you know, for him who knows the, th- the right thing to do and fails to do it is sin— well, not only is it a, a matter of if you're a sluggard, you're not doing what you should be doing, but man, you're not even trying to learn what you should be doing. Yeah. And that, in some ways, is almost almost worse. Yeah. Because you're actively trying to not know what it is that you ought to be doing, because you don't want to be bothered with it. Because it would be it would be better to not know. That way, I don't have to be held accountable for it. And that's just such a lazy attitude. Absolutely. Um, you know, the way that I really kind of uh, see this topic of, of sluggard being broken down is kind of in, into three parts. Yeah. There's number one is, you know, working, working hard, do, do, doing, and I'm talking spiritually, working yeah. hard spiritually, doing what, what God has, uh, has asked us to do, what he expects us to do, uh, living a life that is turning its back on sin and seeking Christ. And, yeah. and that's something that we have to do actively, you know, seeking righteousness, striving after that. Yeah. And if we fail to do that, if, if, and not fail as in though I messed up, but fail as in though I'm not actively and, and consciously and, uh, p- pursuing or chasing righteousness. If we're not yeah. doing that, then we are falling into the tendencies of a sluggard. Yes. The second thing is what are you doing with what God has given you? You yeah. know, his talents, the, the blessings that he has given you. Are you, are you working with those things? Are you trying to sharpen those, those skills, those gifts that God has given you? Are you trying to, to become a better evangelist? Are you trying to become a better encourager? Whatever your talent is that God has blessed you with, are you, yeah. are you working with that or are you ignoring those things because you just want to check your box and, and yeah. get through this thing we call church? Yeah. Um, I was there on Sunday morning. Yeah. Because there either is you're working towards it or you're falling into the tendencies of a slugger. Yeah. And then the final thing is, kind of more life application. And I think it's the one that most people actually understand the best, but it's a matter of not being a sluggard in your day-to-day life, taking yeah. care of the physical needs of your family. And Timothy actually talks about this one. Um, not Timothy. Paul talks about this one writing to Timothy. Yeah. First uh, Timothy five, eight. Um, let me flip over there real quick. Cause I didn't flip over before I started talking. Um, um, so let me start back in uh, in verse three. Um, no, just verse one. It's not that long. First uh, Timothy chapter five verse one. Um, Paul says, "Do not rebuke an old older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters. In all purity, honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has grandchildren, or has children or grandchildren, let them first." Uh, 
learn to show godliness to their own households and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day, but she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they might be without so that they may be without reproach. And here, before I read this last verse, he's saying, this is how you take care of one another, whether it's an older man, a younger man, um, an older woman, a widow, someone who is, who has lost their husband. Is her family taking care of them? Here's the different situations for when the church needs to intervene. And then in verse eight, he says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, talking about his physical family here, not, not church brothers and sisters, but for your physical family. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his own household, immediate relatives, you're talking mom and dad and siblings, uh, wife, children, um, and especially for members of his, his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. That's the last portion of being a sluggard that, that comes to mind. There's one is, is being active, spiritually speaking, um, doing the things that, that get you closer to Christ, that continue your walk with Christ. There's the things that encourage other people, whether it be having the gift of encouragement, the, the, the ability, the talent to speak in front of people, to teach, uh, to instruct. Um, and then, this last part is a matter of taking care of physical needs for people. Yeah. And if you don't take care of the physical needs of your family, even those who aren't in Christ know how to do that. Yeah. You're worse than an unbeliever if you don't take care of the physical needs of your family. And so in all of these portions of life, we're not only getting spiritual advice, we're getting just general life advice from Solomon, but also just, from Paul here, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, Paul's not like on Solomon's level when it comes to wisdom. No, um, nobody is, nobody is, Except but, for God. um, <laughs> but that's what we're able to glean through scripture. That's why it's so important yeah. to be in this world all, all the time. Cause you're getting spiritual nourishment. You're getting spiritual guidance, but you're getting life guidance. Yeah. Well, and, and so all of those things kind of tie into this idea of having faith, right? If, yeah you have faith in God, you're going to be studying, you're going to be doing that, right? If you have faith, you're going to be actively working on your own talents and abilities in order to increase others. Mm-hmm. And if you have faith, you're going to be doing good works. And James chapter 2 talks about this. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Yeah. Right. What like, are you doing? Like if somebody comes up here and, and is needing some help and assistance and, and we have the means to do that and we don't do that, we just say, mm, nah, later. Or we don't even acknowledge them. Well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. But also if we don't talk to them about Jesus, that's not good as well, right? Yeah. And so I, I think when it comes to the idea of, of not being a sluggard, I, I agree. I think there's at least three different things, right? And I think yeah. you've, you've kind of summed it up, and I, I like the way you summed that up, right? We have to build our own faith. We've got to know what, what it is that we believe and why we believe it. Mm-hmm. We've got to be encouraging others, using our talents, using our abilities, using the gifts that God has given us. And then we've got to be just doing our daily basic, like, good deeds. <laughs> yeah. We have to do those things. We have to be seen as as being busy, not as busy bodies, but seen as being busy. Yeah. Like we need to be working for the Lord. Yeah. So anyway, I um I don't really have much else. That's that's about all I got. Uh, all right. Uh, 
I'll let you kind of close this up here, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, really the, the main thing that I always focus on when we talk about being a sluggard is the, the strengthening your, your talents and gifts that God has given you sharpening those. Yeah. Um, but we absolutely can't leave out these other portions no. that we've talked about today. Not at all. All right. Well, guys, thank you all. And ladies, I said guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening. We we very much appreciate it. It's um it's it's humbling to know that uh that you guys are still listening to us after almost 3 years now. Uh it's that's very encouraging for us. So we we do appreciate that. We ask uh, if you could just just give us a few more uh a few more moments of your time and and you can hear how you can help us. We'd appreciate it. Thank you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a... An opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet, and you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be uh, posting in, in each of our episodes. And we just hope that you will that you will reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it. And that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.